The idea of this podcast is simple, discipleship. We want to bring the gospel message about how to interact with your coworkers, your culture, your friends, everyone around you in a biblical way, which is, in essence, discipleship. What did Jesus do when he came to this earth? He took the devil's stuff. The Bible actually teaches that the world is becoming increasingly covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. That should change everything in the mind of a Christian. Instead of thinking about all the ways society is failing, we should think about all the ways society must be, as Psalm 1101 tells us, put underneath the feet of Jesus in victory. The Rebel Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome back. It's the Rebels, and live from New York, we got the Van Boomers in the house again with Pete. With Petey? I was about to say <laughs> with Petey. No Pastor Nate in the house tonight. We're not in Garage Mahal because we're doing the appropriate thing in Ontario, which is isolating. Wah, wah, wah. Grant and Erica, how you guys doing? We are doing awesome. Same thing. Self-quarantining in yep. the VB home. Surprisingly, New York does not have like a shelter in place. Don't stink and leave your front door order from the mayor or governor, but it's highly suggested you stay in your home. So we're doing that pretty much for the most part. Yeah. Try to be good Romans 13 people, obey your civil authorities. Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) Grant's eye twitched a little bit. Yeah. An aneurysm, I just asked. People, people who are listening just to audio can't see the fact that we're, we actually can see each other over Zoom, and Grant very much did not like that comment. <laughs> oh, that's so good. We are the Rebels. We're part of the uh, Reformed Rebel Network. Um, obviously, you guys know the Van Brewers. You know me. Uh, I just wanted to start by just saying quickly, um, due to the fact that COVID-19 is a, is a thing, apparently, um, Pastor Nate is... is running wild trying to help his church family, um, getting groceries, getting medications, trying to look after his own family, still putting out videos every single day to encourage his church family. Um, So he isn't going to be with us for the next few weeks um, just because we want to try to take as much off his plate as we can. Um, And this is a simple, quick way that the the three of us can kind of help him out. Um, by doing um, some rebel content without him. Um, so, but don't worry, he is coming back. He, so far, he's uh, doing fine. Um, but I know he would appreciate any kind of prayer or any kind of support you guys can give him. Um, so keep him in your prayers as you guys uh, are listening um, this week. And like I said, uh, we're, we are here um, with all things COVID. <laughs> all, things, <laughs> all things COVID, is that a way to say it? I like it. I'm yeah, cool that's good. But none um, of us actually so, have the COVID. Right. No. So not all no. things COVID, just most. Yeah, I guess we don't, none of us know what it's actually like to have it yet. Actually, <laughs> I think I did have it legitimately, but that's. It's a great chance. That's a whole, that's more bonus content for later. I, I'm actually kind of glad you said that because I actually think I had it too. See? I think I had it in January. Yeah. Because so, like my symptoms were, I had a fever, I had a cough that didn't go away and it was dry for like forever. And I had shortness of breath, but I'm not 100% sure the shortness of breath was due to my cold. They're just the fact that I'm overweight. So, <laughs> like, because I'm short of breath right now, let's be honest. Now it's the COVID and you had it. It's it was. Yep. Like, so, I don't know. Anybody who's listening to this who's like, who knew me and knew when I was sick in January, are going to be like, maybe that means I'm immune. And then I just ruined the whole isolation order because everybody's like, who I mean, here's to hoping. That'd be great, actually. It would be. Not, that, not if you had it, but kind of would be, right? Because then, like, you, you honestly, you have loved your neighbor by making them immune to it. Yeah. I, I, it's like, I wish there was a way you could get tested after the fact and be like, actually, you're immune. They're starting you're to do that, group. I think. They're Yeah, they're trying to work on a, a blood test so that they can test antibodies. Yeah, NYU is, like, putting stuff out right now, like, yeah. asking for people who have or who think they have had it. Oh, sweet. I'll come yeah. down. Actually, I'm not sure I'm allowed to come down to New York. Not yet. You can't get in your country? Not yet. Nope. You probably don't want to come down here anyway. Let's be honest. That's true. I touch my face like it's going out of style, though. So (laughs) if anybody's going to get it. You're such a disobedient (laughs) self-isolationist. Like I'm the I'm the reason they had to put like signs up like wash your hands. Like, oh, okay, I should probably do that. It was you. 
<laughs> it was me. All right. So I got a little bit of Rebel News, which will probably lead us into something I think you guys probably want to talk about. Awesome. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this fake news story. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Uh, CBS took pictures of a, ho- of a hospital in Italy and portrayed it as Manhattan and said, this is what the situation is like in Manhattan, where it was actually the situation in Italy. One, let me just point out before we get into what your guys' thoughts on, on that is like, how much more ammo do you need to give Donald Trump about fake news than taking fake photographs and getting caught? Like, this is like when the kid's like, oh, here's the candy bar all over my face, but I didn't eat the candy bar. It's like, come on, <laughs> you obviously did it. Why are you still trying to lie about this? Thoughts hit me. What do you think, babe? I mean, I wish more people would think that the news was fake. Honestly, I've been so disappointed in the response from so many people, especially Christians who saw that story and then just like glossed right over it. So you would think that like more people would like read that and see that and think like and think into it a little bit, like perhaps they're lying to us about other things, but I don't really see that too much. We At least on my news feeds, like my yeah. my social media friends. We we don't like it's normal to like not trust the media. Like we always make I mean, fun that's, of that is like you're saying though, why Donald Trump was elected to some extent, right? Because people were like, Yeah, he's right. The media sucks. We we normally don't trust them. We're normally like, oh, the media, they're always trying to rile things up and stir you up and spin things, or oh, that's the media spin on it. But for some reason right now, we're like, did you see that? Did you see that headline? And you're like... And everyone's f- just like, oh, you're reading into it. <laughs> so um, so we, we live here in New York City. And believe it or not, it's the apocalypse is not happening. <laughs> so, hold, hold on, say that again. You guys are in New York right now and you still have power and lights? <laughs> <laughs> and there we are do? live people here. They're not all dead yet. Yep. And stores are still open. Um, we went to Target the other day. I went to Target today, actually. And that was, um, yep, a pretty normal experience, actually. I even bought milk. Wow. Milk uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> yes, gallons and gallons everywhere. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. I, the reason I ask is because, like, uh, like you said, the media and everybody talks about New York is completely overrun and shut down right now. We're, the mental picture we're being portrayed is the, have you ever seen the show, the walking dead? I know of it. Okay. So basically it's po- apocalyptic world. Everything's right. closed, boarded up whole nine yards. That's what we're being told. New York city is like right now. There's thousands, tens of thousands dying every day. And you guys who are live in New York right now are saying that that's not the case. No. So um, if anyone was watching at some of the some of the measures that Donald Trump was doing to help New York City, one of them was bringing a Navy hospital ship here. It actually sailed right by our base. Yeah, literally like, I mean, right there, it sailed right by where we're like by the water. Like a mile away, like just beyond the hill. The, the USNS Comfort. And um, it got here on Monday. And then... <laughs> Um, I literally just saw the news late this afternoon. Today's Thursday. And so four days it's been here and they have seen three patients. What? For real? Three patients. So the, the story on the media, right, is ERs are over, overwhelmed. They're flooded. There's not enough beds. Donald Trump brings a thousand bed or 2000 bed. Let's just go low ball. It's a thousand bed Navy hospital ship ready. Three patients have come. My soldier today actually needed to go to the ER. And while she was there, I said, Hey, send me a picture of the ER. And um, there was like just two people in the, in like, it was like 20 seats, maybe 20 seats. The seats are six feet apart, but uh, there was like two people. And I was like, wow, so apocalyptic. <laughs> Is it because everybody else is gone? (laughs) 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 But um, uh, so another, I want to put another nail in this coffin because it's just crazy that we, that we will see these articles and see these news bits 
and of course, and, and we got to pay attention to news, uh, um, news segments too, because they use the same video footage over and over again. Everyone's talking about like this, this ice, uh, frozen box truck where like they're loading dead bodies. Oh my gosh, look, so many are dying. They use the same video clip over and over again. And it's actually just what comes to a New York hospital every day. Cause there yeah, are a like lot of people just what they do because yeah. it turns out a lot of people die in the, you know, metropolitan city on the reg. So, but my, someone else I know happened to see that when they were about to film a segment, uh, for the news or something this person may or may not be a pretty high ranking official in the military. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they, they shared information with me they were they were watching them get ready for this and be, right as they were about to film they realized that in the shot were boxes and boxes of the face masks and they were like hey you got to get that out of the shot like that's what we're asking them for more of and this <laughs> this person was like right then i realized like yep this is a game this isn't even really they don't even really care i mean this is all just a game about making the feds pay for it rather than them or, you know, whatever that's not to say that there aren't people who actually are sick. No, I'm sure the there problem are. Is that everyone who is walking into a Brooklyn, I, I can speak for Brooklyn cause that that's my like circle, you know, yeah. but people who walk into a Brooklyn emergency room are being tested automatically for COVID. Whether, I mean, you could have come in for a broken arm, heart attack, doesn't matter. Like you automatically get tested and they're actually, miscoding some of the forms so that uh, insurance companies are forced to pay the claim because I don't know if you're paying attention, but like um, the feds are trying to like work this deal where if you are diagnosed with COVID, they're forcing insurance companies to waive all of your copays and that sort of thing. So. No, I had no idea. Yep. That's crazy. So, I mean, obviously we're trying to help people think with a biblical worldview and like, all this to say for Christians, you, we encourage you to read all of this, to be aware of all of this, but with a discerning mind to seek out truth where it really is and to, and to really, um, I guess, not, not be gullible, not just read, read a headline or read these stories, understand the source. And, and then just again, like understand what we always say about the media. They have an angle. They have a narrative they're pushing they want to make money. I mean, this is just common stuff that, right. That, that, um, that we always say. And right now I get it. We, we do want to care for people who are truly, um, sick. under, yeah. under duress because of this, that are sick because of this, that are in a terrible situation because of this and all the more, because we want to care for those people, we should call out the corruption and this fraud that's happening because of governors and mayors or whoever, like, because that isn't loving the people who truly need help. You're, you're using them for your own gains. Well, and you can't even really care for those people who are truly sick because they just get lost in a sea of numbers. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to even care for the people who really do need care because they're just another statistic. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important to point out. We're not, we're not denying, we're not, we're not COVID deniers. We know no, that this is a thing that's real. Um, that this is a this is a real ailment, illness. It's serious. It can kill you. It's mm-hmm. none of us are saying that that isn't true. What we're saying is get to the to the root of what actually is actually happening. Right. I think I think Annie Nacelli was up for a conference in London a little while ago. He wrote a book on the conscience. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have read it. Um, he actually said something. Um, he was applying it to the New Testament and the Old Testament at the time, but I think it, I think it's applicable to anything that we're reading and discerning when we read like newspapers or watch um, you know the news or whatever. We always remember there's an agenda for whatever anybody is writing or anybody's saying. So what you really need to do is you need to before you can interpret what they're saying, you need to know what their intention, uh, what they were intending to communicate at that time. So. In biblical terms, we look at it and be like, well, what did, what did the Apostle Paul, what was he trying to communicate when he wrote Romans? What was he trying to communicate when, you know, he wrote Timothy, etc.? Whereas if we're watching the, the news or you're watching, reading something in the newspaper, well, what is that reporter trying to communicate? What is the paper trying to sell you? What are they, what's their angle? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And once you start to recognize that, like, there are going to be differing, differing parts, points of view, and we need to get to the truth. And the truth can be sometimes found in, the, in those things, but at the, at the root of it, there are multiple sources in, the, in these situations that will speak to a, a story. I came into the conversation, I made the joke before we were recording that, like, you guys are the epicenter of, of this COVID nightmare right now. And you both kind of laughed and was like, allegedly. And you were like, we'll talk about it later. And it's, and it's because we only see what the media has portrayed right. to us and without mm-hmm. talking to people. This, I'm giving an example, like talking to people who are actually in the midst of it and I'm hearing a totally different story. Where's the truth? Well, I have firsthand truth from here or versus third-party truth on the, on the media. And so I think that's important for people to remember to, like you guys said, to get to the root and start and to start to like interpret what we're actually seeing, not necessarily what we're being told. Because mm-hmm. um, there is angles, like you said, insurance companies are out to make money. It doesn't fit the narrative that this is the apocalypse and it's all Donald Trump's Trump's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, I threw that part in there for our listeners. <laughs> um, so I just uh, I I also I, sorry I thought that was funny. I also want to ask you. Sorry, I had two pieces of rebel news. So cut me off if you okay. have more to say. <laughs> well, all, all uh, I wanted to end it with is just Christian. Don't be owned or yeah, don't be owned by by the news. Like we, we don't need to be mastered by that. You know what I mean? Paul says to not be mastered by anything. And I think that, I think that's what people are doing. I think people are reading headlines and seeing comments and seeing, you know, this many new cases today, this many new cases today. And that is causing you anxiety and causing you distress. And you're letting it master you when we've been commanded by our Lord to not be anxious like God's, God's got it. And there's a purpose in it. Find that purpose. Don't, don't look at headlines and, mm-hmm. and be mastered by it. So that's all. What, what would you uh, like? I'm just going to put you on the spot. I have a question for you then. Okay. So what would you say like to somebody, if you were in a conversation with somebody and said, what is God's purpose in COVID? What do you think the, the purpose of this virus is for the world? What are we supposed to learn from this? I think that, like what C.S. Lewis said, and uh, we talked about it a little bit on our podcast, that um, God uses suffering as a megaphone to rouse a, a deaf world. And I, I think in any, in any situation, unbeliever or believer, when God brings suffering, it's meant to wake you up and it's meant to kind of shake you a little bit and cause you to think, okay, hold on, what in my life am I uh, sinning in? What do I need to repent of? What do I need to? But also as a nation too, because you see people like Daniel or Ezra or even Moses who end up falling on their knees and confessing sins of their people or the nation and, and realizing that as a people, they have done specific things. And this is where I got kind of, you know, heated on our podcast that I'm, I'm tired Don't of people. Get heated on our podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of people just saying, oh, this is judgment. We need to call upon the Lord. What the heck? What does that even mean anymore now? Like, okay, call upon the Lord. Lord, we call upon you. It's like what your crazy grandparents do, right? They say those kind of things to you like all the time. Oh, this yeah, is, we this is judgment. Yeah. But, but when Ezra was telling the Lord, like our sins have risen higher than our heads and our guilt is mounted up like up to the heavens. It's because they had, um, they had married foreign wives. Like there was a specific sin that they had committed that he was broken over. And he was, I mean, they had just been let out of exile, just been gotten back into the land. And then all these guys married a bunch of non you know, non covenant people wives. And he's like, what are you doing? No, Lord's going to, kick us out again. Like the ramifications here can be huge and he's broken over it. And it's like, Lord, please have mercy. And, and so specifically, like he named a specific sin. It wasn't just like, Oh, God's judging us for our sin. It's no God's judging us for these particular yeah. sins. He, he found something and, you know, put the tack on it. It was like, this is it right here. Let's repent here. And they did, you know, and they, they, yeah, you know, we're God's state is wrath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they they were they can they were continued to 
what am I trying to say? They were still blessed. You know, God continued to bless them. That's all I was trying to say. And, um, and I think that's what we need to do. The, the acceptance of, you know, so most of the evangelical church doesn't accept abortion as a okay thing, but they don't speak against it either. They don't do anything about it. They don't do anything about it. And so that's a sin. They're letting injustice happen Mm -hmm. without saying anything about it. And we know like in Romans, it says that, you know, even if you don't do it, if you give approval or knowing what is right to do and not doing it is sin, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's in James. Um, exactly. And, um, our acceptance of like the same sex attraction and all of that revoice, yeah. Revoice conference type theology and even the unbiblical justice with a lot of the woke stuff. Like, can we just say it's hilarious that just a few months ago we were, uh, discussing what MacArthur told Beth Moore, go home. And now God's like, Oh, you didn't like that very much. All y'all, y'all are going to be home. sitting home for a while. <laughs> Including Beth Moore. Uh, <laughs> Including <listen>. Beth Moore. <laughs> there is something ironic about the fact that John MacArthur, cessationalist, you know, has had a prophetic word that <laughs> is to go home. Like, That's so that true. Gonna, <laughs> like, you can't really dis- disagree that Beth He's a true prophet. Good. His word came to pass. <laughs> Told her to go home, and she's sitting at home right now. And she, and she did. Yeah, that's funny. That's so good. No, that's so good. So that's 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 what I would say. God's purposes is that God wants to prune, right? God wants to prune in order to then bear more fruit. And so, um, it sucks that it comes in calamity sometimes, but that's the discipline of the Lord. Um. But the other thing, too, is that this life, I mean, that's why Christians can go through suffering, though, right? Is because we we do know that this life isn't isn't just it. Like there is a life to come. There is an eternity. And so we're able, you know, when you read about the martyrs and stuff, they were like, yeah, take this life. It's, it's cool because I got, you know, I got a life to come. I, I, I fear the one who can who can uh, decide where I go after this. The, you can decide what happens now, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's kind of that, and that's, that's why I think a lot of the world is so mad at Christians who are not freaked out right now because God's actually given us a peace and, uh, rest in his sovereignty. And they're just like, no, you must be freaked out like me mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yeah. It, it is funny. Like, I, I don't, I'm sure you got, you've experienced it in your, in your work, but I, I have noticed it's very interesting how, like, uncomfortable people are with the fact that I, that we aren't freaking out. Like when I say me, but I mean the church just in general, like right. um, for the majority part, like, you know, almost to the point where they have to try to say, we're pretending it doesn't exist. Like, because yep. our comfort with the whole situation seems to be, well, beyond understanding. So like, it, yeah. and it's, <laughs> I find it, I find it funny how uncomfortable and almost that this, this, uh, in, in times of trouble, you always think that people are going to come together where the opposite seems to be happening mm-hmm. with this, where it's like the church is actually getting more separated from everybody else. There's a, mm-hmm. there's almost like a, a more apparent divide between left and right and just the church mm-hmm. and the non-church through this because we aren't trusting in our government. We're not trusting in, you know, washing our hands and doing all those things. Not saying we're not doing those things. I'm just right. saying that's not where our hope lies. Our hope lies in in the heavens. And um, whereas everybody else is trusting in all these things that we seem to be like, okay, we'll do it. But like, that's not what's going to make the difference. And it's funny how the the divide is getting bigger. Do you guys feel that where you are um, as much as we do up here? Uh, There are people who I think are legitimately mad because we're not upset. Like I I think you said it's, they seem, to think that we're like deniers, like we're just, we have like our, you know, our, our fingers in our ears and we're just like, la, 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 like that they think that's what we're doing because we just, we aren't acting like them. Um, so I think, I think there is some real animosity towards any Christian. And actually there were, um, some people on a Facebook thread who were talking about how, not just Christians, but a lot of the Jewish community around here too are still wanting to meet for religious services because we just don't understand what's going on. We don't understand the importance of like social distancing and all these different things. 
Um, and then of course there was an onslaught of people commenting about how it's the religious people who keep spreading diseases. And I just thought this has kind of been a pattern forever, right? Like weren't Christians blamed for like the plague were, I mean, this just kind of always happens because when we're angry and upset and we can't control something, we have to blame someone. Mm -hmm. And so you can't blame the government because the government's your daddy. Well, who else can you blame? Oh, the religious nut over here who doesn't seem to be freaked out. Like I am. That's kind of your only option. Yeah. Um, I shared an article today that showed the uh, Texas governor actually um, made all religious services essential. Oh. So he wrote an executive order um, saying that religious services would be an essential service. And so every church or house of worship or, you know, however it's coded in their city code, any religion, whatever, like that building, however that building's coded, it can be open, you know? Um, and I had tons of friends love it and tons of people, um, uh, love the post. And I had one friend though, who is a Christian and commented just dumb. And it's like, like, you can, we could sit here and have conversations all day long about wisdom and like submitting to your elders and that sort of thing. That's like a separate conversation altogether in my mind than like the actual conversation at hand, which is like, how should a Christian respond? Should it be to like live in fear? Should it be to like, just submit to the government, whatever they say, you just obey without wisdom, without, you know, biblical truth speaking into the situation they're just different conversations and i feel like when people start having them um we don't have like clear guidelines to discuss we start like muddying the waters with like several different topics and then like i feel as though no one's actually having like a clear conversation sometimes Mm -hmm. and that gets frustrating people start getting angry because we're conflating terms yeah kind of talking around the issue rather than the actual issue, right? Right. Or like you might be saying one thing and I'm saying another thing. We're using the same words, but we're not really talking about the same like particular thing, you know? Yeah. I I think it's interesting the, like the government or so the governor, was it the governor of Texas? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The governor of Texas. So he makes it an essential service. So that in my mind, that would mean that the churches themselves their elders would be able to make the decision if they were going right. to be open. Right. Yes. Which and is I'm what like, it should be. Amen. That's exactly how it should be. Right. Yeah, Thank exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, it said, it said in the article that they're still suggesting to um, social distance, wash your hands, add, add uh, extra cleanings and like go through all the other extra motions to just be sanitary. Uh, yeah. To be sanitary and more hygienic and stuff. But in these troubling times, you know, these things need to be, um, need to be open for people. And that it was, it was awesome. It's a really yeah, good it's article. Not live by bread alone, huh? That's right. Good, good, so good. good job, Texas. You know, um, everything's better in Texas. They tell me, is yeah. that, or is it bigger? Or is it better? I think it's better. Bigger. Probably bigger both. Bigger. They, they probably claim both. <laughs> they probably claim both. So you guys will learn this in you to Canada. Quebec, Quebec is like our Texas. So like oh, Quebec okay. thinks everything is better in Quebec. Like they're, oh. they're French speaking. Like, so like, but like they want to, they want to break away from Canada. Like Texas does. Mm. <laughs> like, like, like we don't really need the rest of you. Like, that's really um, funny. So, you know, <laughs> I, I figure every country has one place that's like that, where they're just like, you know what? I'm out. We don't need the rest of y'all. <laughs> well, and it's crazy because and this is totally way off topic, but Texas <laughs> itself actually has um, like a viable piece of every industry. If you look at it, they have food service, oil, technology, like every, like all kinds of manufacturing. They have like a little bit of every kind of industry right in their state. So if they did secede, they'd be totally fine. They could be independent. And like their, their state GDP alone is like, in the top 20 of like countries in the world or something like that. Like they're just their state GDP alone is like way. So, I mean, literally they could be their own country. <laughs> They'd be fine. Yeah, totally fine. That's why they, they know, they know they can do what they want. 
Uh, that's all the stereotypes I have in Texas. <laughs> it is. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So that got off topic. That got off topic. But that's yeah, okay. big time. Go Texas. <laughs> Go Texas. So let's let's uh, I I think it'd be helpful. I I we talk. I don't want to talk around the issue like we were, mm-hmm. we were talking about. Like um, now we know how we are to live in this time is up kind of up to our conscience as long as we're like obeying God's word. What you do versus what your neighbor does is going to be basically depending on on what you feel is right in your conscious in these in these areas. Mm-hmm. What, what do you guys think are some practical ways Christians can be can be living during this pandemic? Like um, any any ideas what Christians should be doing or, or what we could be doing in this time? Well, I think we should be self sacrificial regardless of what's going on. So if you know your neighbor is in need. And even if it means you putting your own life at risk, um, I think biblically it's required of you to lay down your life for someone in need. And so, yeah, I think quite simply the, if they ask for your tunic, give them two, or, you know what I mean? If they ask you to go a mile, go to like, that can be real easily applied right well, now. And it can be people... something so simple as we have seen tons of people like bashing um, families going into grocery stores. So like if you're a parent and you're taking your little kids into the grocery store, you will get like weird side eyes and like angry looks. And like, you might even have someone like say, what are you doing with your kids here? Well, if you're a single mom, you may not have the luxury of getting to grocery shop, you know, without having your kids. So if you have a neighbor who, you know, is a single mom, just offer to watch their kids say, you know, I know things are weird. If you'd rather me watch your kids and take them into the store, I'm totally cool with doing that or returning a shopping cart. So a mom doesn't have to do that. Like just think about people who are around you and how you can just care about them. Yeah. I think that's great. Like basically um, try to find, just think of what the need would be and try Mm -hmm. to fulfill it yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. I think so often, um, and Christians are bad at this. I know I'm bad at this. Everybody can sometimes we, we see a need, but we don't realize that because we're the ones that see the need, we're the ones that are meant to fill the need. Right. And right. We always pray. Like we pray, like, Oh God, please, please deliver. Or please, please do this. When we don't realize that God's blessed us by being the person that can be used to fulfill that need. Right. We can be the mm-hmm. answer to our own prayers in a, in a lot of circumstances. So I think that's really, really good practical advice. If you're, if you're a Christian living through this pandemic and you're just thinking, how, how can I love my neighbor? How can mm-hmm. I, when I'm told to stay away, when I'm told to do this, how can I love my neighbor, fulfill their needs? What, what do they need? You try to try to even just offering can be all you need to do at that right. point. Right. Um, but I think that's a, that's a really good, uh, a good piece of advice. I think a good reminder is to redeem the time too. Cause if you're at home forcibly and have a lot of time on your hands, um, I mean, pick up that book you've been wanting to read for a long time and read it or whatever sermons or some kind of series you've been meaning to listen to. Now what you a can great listen time to, to family worship, huh? And start your family worship habits that you've been wanting to start up, but didn't think you had time. You got plenty of time now. Um, you know, like, uh, redeem the time, you know, use this to, to get, uh, to take advantage of the the time that you're given. So turn off Tiger King, turn off Tiger King. That's, I actually think that's mainly impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A lot of reasons. Sorry, go ahead, Poots. I was going to say, and I blame Carol Baskin for that. (laughs) We 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 all know it's her fault. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, like, uh, Ligonier, Ligonier ministries made all of their resources in, in their app and on their website free, I think till the end of June. So, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, hundreds and probably thousands of dollars worth of video content from a bunch of different, like top tier teachers, um, awesome. that you can just sit and stream. And it's, it's real. it is a lot of good stuff. And I think they have all the old RC Sproul stuff and that's probably the best stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you got stuff like that. A lot, a lot of ministries are, are putting out things like that because they know people are at home with kind of nothing to do. I know a lot of people are teleworking, but still provides more time um, in their day than normal. So mm-hmm. 
that'd be that'd be a huge encouragement. It would be redeem the time. Yeah, redeem. I think that I think that's a great one. Redeem the time is. Um, I I made the joke on Sunday morning in our like comments for our past during the sermon is like, don't waste your quarantine. Is what, like, <laughs> right. like, the uh, kind of idea like don't waste so your life, don't waste. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like yeah, that, that idea. Like, how often when we're swamped at work or when we're swamped, just running from appointment to appointment, and like, do you think, oh, if I only had the time, I would do X, Y, and Z? Yep. But then now that we have the time, what do we end up doing? Netflix, yeah, nothing. Whining about the fact that I can't go outside, like it, like switching on my phone and doing all those things. I th- I think it's funny when we talk about judgment and we can name off big sins like homosexuality and like and like the church's lack of influence on on abortion Mm -hmm. another another one that could very well be leading to this and what part of the judgment is just christian busyness the fact that we aren't like taking time and now we're forced to take time Mm -hmm. like the bible tells us you know be still and know that i am god psalm 46 right like sit down and know and just be aware and be still. And I think like we're in a, we're in a unique situation where we're actually like some places more so than others, but Mm. we're forcibly being told to be still. Yeah. And there's, and then at that point we can make the difference. We can make that choice where it's like, are we going to be still and know that you are God or be still and think the government's going to save us. And it's like one of those things where it's like, don't waste the opportunity to spend an hour in prayer a day. You know what I mean? Like spending yeah. time in the word. Like you said, Grant, I love the fact that you pointed out habits. What a better, better, better way to re- to change your life by getting better habits. Like when you have all the time in the world. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's kind of almost like God is making us all a little bit more Sabbatarian, huh? Yeah. No kidding. Right. <laughs> or just grow up too. you know, um, I think it's funny that you say that you quoted Psalm 46 and that, be still and know that I'm God. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a command to do that. Be still. And like, but we don't obey it. And God's like, I'm not mocked. I'm going to give you something to where you have to sit in your home and mm. be still. <laughs> you will do it. You're not going to like that. I make you do it, but you didn't want to obey. So here you go. Like, that's exactly what we do with kids. We discipline them. We're like, you didn't want to listen, but now you're going to do it. <laughs> exactly. God, God, so basically what you're saying is God's put us in time out. Like, exactly. You are not. You are not allowed to see your friends right now. You are. Not, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna sit in your home. That's right. You're gonna just know. You're not gonna have any toilet paper. <laughs> Y'all grounded. God, God's grounded us. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, but you know, oh, uh, go sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna make another joke because that's what I do. Oh. I was gonna say like, how long is it until somebody writes that book? Be like 2020, the year God grounded us. Like, it's like, yeah, right. like practical, funny, jo- grounded, you know, grounded, be like a gospel coalition thing that comes out, grounded by God. <laughs> There's the title, yeah. That's good. Okay. Not, um, shoot, what was I gonna say? I don't remember now. Oh, Doug Wilson, he was on Cross Politic last wow. night or the night before, mm-hmm. and he was actually they are actually bringing up points from his sermon, just like uh, you were uh, referencing Pooty. And, um, and he was talking about the whole repentance piece of this and how he's saying, like, we shouldn't even be praying, like, God, just take this away. Mm-hmm. Like, we really need to be praying, God, bring the repentance that we need so that this is taken away. And, and kind of like what we were saying, like, we don't want it to just go back to normal because we know that there is such grave sins in our land, in our churches, in our lives, in our families, whatever that need to be repented of. So we don't want it to go back to normal. So, so I, you know, it's a tough thing to think like, well, why wouldn't I pray for this thing to just be gone? Like that, that sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But if we know that famine, pestilence, um, you know, those sorts of things come as discipline from the Lord, as tough as that is to accept and, uh, you know, receive from the Lord, um, that's what I encourage everyone. And I'm making myself pray it too, is that God bring the repentance that will take this virus away, mm-hmm. bring the, bring the repentance to me, to my family, to our land, to our churches that will, um, you know, that will remove the, 
um, the harsh leadership that we're experiencing and these, um, the, uh, the distress that everyone is having to go through, you know? Well, and the hard thing that he was saying for me to hear was, isn't it better to live in a country where the economy is crashed and everyone is poor, but we've repented and we have been made right with God rather than living in a country that is wealthy and fat. I think he even said fat and sassy. Yeah. <laughs> and yet we are in disobedience to God, like, which is better. And yeah. that was like, Oh, I don't like, I don't really like that. I see mm-hmm. where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. It just hurts right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's hoping really those aren't our only two options, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I would like a normal mi- middle ground where like, you know, it's okay. Nice middle ground will be good. That'll be good. Um, I think it was really good. What you just said, um, we talked last week on like on both podcasts actually. Last week, what we talked mm-hmm. about the idea of like 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 national repentance and the church as a whole needs to repent. Yeah. What's something you said there that actually like struck a chord was the idea of like how does the regular like how do how do us as regular christians do this is we repent for our part you know what i mean yeah. we we make this personal and we repent for what we have done to deserve god's judgment on us right like yeah. um and again remember judgment isn't like isn't condemnation we're, we're free of that but we can still be disciplined um as we talked about last week and so but like when we can look internally we can look inside if our, our families and in our homes, if judgment begins in the house of the Lord, well, the house of the Lord is made up with individual families. So we can look internally in our family mm-hmm. and say, how, how can I repent of not leading my wife in the correct, in the correct way? How can I repent of my household's disobedience to God? How can we repent? And what, what blind area blind spots is God trying to reveal in this calamity that I need to, that I need to give to him that I'm not giving to him. Maybe it's my finances. Maybe it's my, the way I spend my time. Maybe it's the um, fact that I'm too busy. It could be the opposite. Right. Um, And those things. And and like, let's, let's look at ways that God can use this time to, for, Oh, sorry. We can repent and use this time to be, you know, done well. I guess I kind of lost my train of thought there, but I think you got what I was trying to say. So, yeah. Good stuff. Any, any, yeah, any final thoughts on that? Is that uh, anything else you guys want to say? I think you want to say. <laughs> um, Grant usually doesn't have a shortage of words, and so, usually I spur him on to such things. It's true. You it's, just bring it's up hard stuff, to and then because I just go on tangents. Like... <laughs> no, I love it. Um, Pudi, you had uh, when we were when we were uh, prepping, you know, our extensive prep Which that we you had a list we have to do. <laughs> I am always made fun of for having a list, and I just want the record to show that Pootie sent a I, list. Mark it. <laughs> for the record, I did that for you. Okay. 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 Because we're all about. I appreciate it. We're all about loving neighbor right now. <laughs> That's all he was doing. I, I just didn't want to make it too too awkward and just like have nothing to go. Um, we kind of did some of the things on it, so that worked. Yeah. Well, I, you you had talked about. Um, people's love of hysteria and how we even see people loving all of the headlines that have to do with the end of the world. They love this apocalypse narrative and we see it with the, you know, blood moons books that still sell millions whenever they come out or then, and it's always the next thing. All of them are false prophets. All of them, whatever they claim to be true, never comes to pass and should never be listened to and should never get another book deal and it still happens. But, um, but, but, you know, I think part of it is we're addicted to that rush though. Mm-hmm. We're addicted to the we're rush rage culture. Yeah. The, the, the kind of the rage culture we're in right now is addicted to that rush of the exciting headline of the, um, so, so if this guy can tell me what the future holds, you know what I mean? And he's got all these intricate details and these inside secrets of what this government meeting was about and these oil reserves over here and this, you know, terrorist happenings over here. And this leader over here is just poised to rise up and, you know, lead it all. I mean, literally I just, I just wrote another one of them, right? Like that's just how all (laughs) of them are. Um, 
I, but, so put that to words, bestseller. <laughs> yeah, done, done deal. So left behind three. Like <laughs> <laughs> thirty-five. Yeah. I, I I think you're I think you're bang on. I, the thing that like I I thought that's been like occurring to me through this pandemic um, is the fact that I don't I don't know of another time. I'm sure every generation has this, but. We live, we live in a time that's been groomed for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like all of our, all of our novels, all of our like movies, all of our literature, all of our plots on TV shows are all dystopian. They're all apocaly- yeah. apocalyptic. True. And the church isn't immune to this before anybody thinks, oh, well, that's them, not us. Left behind, great late, late Grant Planet Earth, all of these things mm-hmm. come out of the idea of like, we all kind of want to live through the apocalypse. We want yeah. to be the people mm-hmm. who have lived in the end of days. That's, I think that's wired into us in a, in a sinful way, I think. Yeah. Um, so so like, the, the problem is, is unbelief. We know the end of the story. We, we know how it ends. Well, and those it, of us that are post-mill. I mean, but anyone can read the end of Revelation and they, they can see that it ends well. Well, true, you would think that. But there are still many people who read the end of Revelation and get the story really wonky at the end. Well, very true. But it's unbelief. It's, it's, it's unbelief. It's the same as the 10 spies who said, no, it ain't going to happen that way. Right. There's, there's giants. It's not going to happen how God said. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And then we're the, we're the two Right, we're a small group that are like, no, it's actually going to go well and be better in the end. There might be some giants, but God is faithful. Yeah, there's some giants. There's some coronas. See, yeah, that's but... the thing. We're not deniers. We acknowledge there are giants. We just know God can overcome them. Exactly. Amen. The gospel is mighty powerful. A tomb is empty. We're about to hit Easter, right? A dead man like came out and was like, "Sup, guys? Listen, I've conquered it all." And go out and tell the whole world later. I mean, that was this changed the entire world, and we think a virus is now, I mean, dismantling all of it all of a sudden. Like the world Do hasn't seen it. You think that is before. like part of the judgment too? Is that like obviously we know that there is no coincidence, and all of this is super providential, right? But that it is so close to Easter, and God's just like, you guys are all going to be so concerned with death, and yet like we are about to celebrate the resurrection. Like I those two truths are like being held in tension for the Christian. Well, at the very least it's theologically poetic right now. Like at the very least, I mean, it's just perfect timing. I, I, I would be remiss if I said that God did anything by accident. So I think that's yeah. like you're spot on, like never thought of it before, but absolutely. We mm-hmm. worship a God who walked out of the grave. And we, as we live in a culture that is only focused on the fact that we could end up in the grave tomorrow, mm. we, we alone are a people that worship the one who has conquered it. That'll so tweet, can, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that'll tweet. That's a good one. <laughs> like, that's good. So I, I think that's a great place to wrap up for All right. um, the, the podcast. Thank you very much, both of you, for being on, on this week. I hope, uh, if, I hope next week you can do it again if Nate still can't. Um, even if we got nowhere to go. We got nowhere to go. <laughs> nowhere. I'm not allowed <laughs> to go anywhere, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys are supposed to be up here right now, so it worked out. I know, man. Yeah. That would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah, okay. Next time, you'll be here soon. You'll be here soon. In no time. In no time. Uh, before we wrap up, actually, I just thought of this right now. Okay, we were supposed to mention something about a book. So yeah, Ezra Institute put out something. And they, um, you can find it. I think we released the a link to it and yes. I don't have the title of it on hand at the moment. I think I will look. It I up literally right wrote now. it down and I totally forgot the whole thing about it. So, um, this is great radio. I'm just saying <laughs> my phone's about to die. So it's about to get a whole lot better too. Yes. I hope it, it is called so gospel centered gospel centrality, nine steps, to something to nine steps we need to, to something. fix this link y'all all right nine steps to fix your nine link. steps to keep your gospel community gospel centered on gospel centrality so it is twelve dollars and seventy three cents on in canada in, yeah in canada and it usually so ships within like three days yeah that's like what a dollar i don't know <laughs> Uh, seven dollars i don't know eight bucks Be 5.99 <laughs> i don't even know if i can buy it 
Are you guys? No, having, borders closed. I can't. Ran, random question, but are you guys having like weird Amazon things happening over there? Like, can you still get all your packages and stuff? Uh, yeah, we can. Lots of the lots are delayed, uh, mm, but like yep. like Amazon okay. still dropping stuff off. Nice. Um, right right now, it's funny. Amazon, like I don't know if you guys are experiencing this. And this is probably somebody's going to say I'm a tinfoil hat for this, but I've noticed things that like I looked at um, a couple weeks ago on Amazon have all gone up in price. Mm-hmm. And so like, they're just jacking the prices up here. It seems, um, but they also like, I, they, uh, they've also been canceling orders. Cause I ordered, I, I did order some TP on Amazon the day the stores went crazy. Yeah. We actually needed it. Um, <laughs> and they just canceled that. And they just didn't even what? tell us. Wow. My but luckily I got it in the store. So I braved the grocery store. I know eBay and some other places have blocked um, people from selling it, but that's because people were price gouging. eBay is not really a thing up there, is it? Like you guys don't, that's not like big for you, right? It's, it's a, it's a thing, but we, we use like a GG is bigger up here. Kajiji. So like I'm sure good GG. It's like a same, same idea, peer to peer selling. But like local peer-to-peer selling, so like, okay. um, so like a community so like, a, like garage sale trade kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Just Ontario or the whole country? A whole country. Whole okay. Country. But like, you typically wouldn't because you have to go pick up what you buy, right? Like, oh. you wouldn't mm-hmm. buy something from like count like the other end of the country, like Seattle, right? For you guys, you would buy something that was in like New Jersey or Manhattan. Because so it's like our Craigslist. No, it's, no, yes, no. It's, very, it's basically like Craigslist, except without all the weird sex stuff. Um, it's just like <laughs> wonderful. That's fantastic. It's like just this part of it. Just, <laughs> it's just the good stuff. Just the, the good thing. For the record, that is a thing. Like that is a thing, right? Craigslist. That's a bad thing, right? I mean, I wouldn't know because I never shop for that on Craigslist, poots. But there I'll is a lot of bad it. things on <laughs> Craigslist. You are right. Okay, and that's what and I and a lot of normal good things too. Oh, I just knew that it was like kind of like a one-stop shop for everything. And I know that Pretty usually much. gets abused. So um, I've never so. seen anything weird on Craigslist though. Because you don't look for it. What are you it. looking at, babe? Is I this don't like look for time? it. Is this where we repent of our sins that got us into the COVID I listen, This is not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grant. I, I've never been on Craigslist. I just know that that's a thing. <laughs> that's a completely unreasonable accusation. <laughs> oh, Grant looks so unimpressed right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So go to Ezra, was it EzraPress.ca or go to Amazon.ca. You can find the book. Um, And we shared a link on our social media page. It's a new thing they put out. Go check it out. And if you like satire, you'll love this book. So love it. Love it. All right. We are the Rebels. Thank you again, Bam Brimmers. Love it. Get well. Peace out all. <laughs> 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 Just plug it. Oh, that's good. Good times. <laughs> <laughs>